Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Now, as Singapore continues to grow, so too, of course, will the challenge of managing the social, ecological and physical aspects of the city. I think it's common sense. And also because we are densely populated, we have to consider infrastructure, how it fits in with everyone else as well, making the city not just livable, but resilient as well. And I think global events in recent years have brought the importance of building city resilience to the forefront, particularly so with a small country with limited land and resources. Now, beyond establishing their own sustainability commitments and targets, companies can actually play a big part in the city's journey towards sustainability, livability, and of course, resilience as well. What does a city that can tackle future stresses and shocks look like? Well, Argun Chuang joins us now, digital consultant lead of infrastructure consulting firm ACOM's Asia region. Hi, Argun. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Varati. Thanks for having me. So you're in the business of infrastructure. And I think before we can talk about what it will take to get to an ideal state, we have to talk about the various threats. So I mentioned future stresses and shocks, right? What does all of this look like in the context of a city like Singapore? What do we need to be able to anticipate? I would say the most challenging part is to hit the balance of it. Just like what you mentioned is a very dense population and the land constraints for Singapore. But then we still want to have the growth in terms of population, in terms of economy, but in the same time being responsible to our environment. So that would be the gist of the challenges. Over the decades, Singapore has been very successfully dealing with the city planning, which ACOM being also one of the key players in this sector. What we, over the time, is the tall view to explore the possibility to utilize the underground space better. These are all the trends and solutions the industry is helping to explore. So together with the digital trend, the capability of the technologies that bring along is help to manifest all these values in a much faster speed and also a much bigger impact. Mm. Give me an example of something that we see in Singapore today that is a reflection of a city that is ready for shocks and stresses. Actually, it's implemented in all the design consideration that we put into the projects that we deliver. And a lot of the design is still delivering the infrastructure to the client, to the society. However, the service level, the speed is at a much higher requirement. Mm. So there's no specific example you can give me that would illustrate this? I would say actually the last year, the opening for the Keppel Marina East desalination plant, that is in the response of the resilience for the water resources. Mm. So it's taking both the freshwater and also the seawater and through the desalination process and providing new sources of water resources to the Singapore to ensure the national security. So that is one of the examples. Right, right. And of course, when it comes to being ecologically friendly and sustainable, we also have a lot of green buildings, don't we? But are we talking about something even bigger than that? Not just green buildings across the city. There needs to be more than that in terms of physical infrastructure, in terms of how the city is run. Correct. So it's not only say, the whole building life cycle. It's not only just the design stage or the construction stage, but also the building operation, which the building going to stand there for 50, 100 years. And that is consume much more resources and energies and more than just during the first five, 10 years of construction stage. 
So a lot of the industry look is to have the smart operations, so-called smart building or digital twin. That is, sounds like a buzzword, but essentially is really to push the building operation to an, another level, resiliency and also the efficiency of operation. Now, one of the major stresses that we have faced as a city and many cities around the world have faced as well was the pandemic. It was COVID-19, right? And I've heard some architects talk about pandemic architecture in the face of globalized health threats. What should we be looking at in terms of resilient city design? This is exactly what we are also debating a lot in the industry within the company as well. Because you can see over the last two, three years during the COVID time, it's at the beginning is we want to reserve a lot of capacity. It's a lot of reflection in saying oh, we're being too efficient, that everything is just in time. We are assuming everything will come smoothly and there's no black swan events. And we see and then the reflection saying oh, it's COVID, this very big event. We should reserve our capacity to respond to these kind of abnormal events. However, is that the best uh, solution? Because that's also costing resources, and that's not necessarily the most sustainable way. Like you always pile a huge amount of masks or the medical things make it uh, available that you can respond to any time. But whether that's the best solution, is there other ways to tackle this problem? And digital being is one of the means that can really optimize this. So a lot of discussions around that. Mm. Okay, so what is the way ahead then? I mean, I know technology has a lot to do with this. So illustrate for me how exactly it is working and what exactly we will see happen in the next few years in order to ensure that nations are ready. It could be a lot of possibilities. And exactly we are also exploring uh, what's the out-of-box innovations through lots of day-to-day projects. But also like, the event we're going to host is also to encourage the innovation that's from diverse background come out of the box is really not to just to come you know the design codes that we deal with the day to day so it's hard to give a exact answer but what we see is super digital technology that refreshing the way that the scalability and it's actually consuming much less resources, physical resources. Like what you see like through the three years that people are getting used to the online meetings. That reduced the traffic on the roads. Of course, that come along with other issues that we need to tackle, but in sense of energy, in sense of carbon emission, that's really reduced the time it's consuming, it takes from our physical environments. Mm-hmm. So that is also a way to increase the resiliency in at least one aspect. Mm. Yeah, the tech sector, we have to acknowledge, is a contributor to greenhouse gas emissions as well. I mean, it currently accounts for 2 to 3% of global emissions, according to UN figures. So how then do you make the calculations? Using digital technology to power progress towards our net zero goals, yet ensuring that you're not using it to an extent where it's actually pushing you backwards. Correct. So think about all these cloud resources, infrastructure is really a very energy or power hungry sector, the data centers. And we need more and more data centers nowadays. But just like you say, it's 2 to 3%. And you're thinking about ACOM in the building industry, it's actually 40% of the buildings account for the overall carbon emission. It's a very traditional sector, mm-hmm. but it's uh, everybody's physical life, day-to-day rely on these sectors, the building, the infrastructures. So the impact, any innovation, 
innovation is has the potential to impact to a large scale. It's used uh, two to three percent of these cloud infrastructure and helping to reduce, minimize the carbon emission from these very traditional construction activity, building operation. That will be the return is definitely worth it. Okay, so I know that you've worked on some infrastructural projects quite recently here in Singapore as well, and you offer ESG as a service. Tell me more about this initiative. So like the, um, two weeks ago, all the citizens enjoyed the free ride for the Thompson East Coast Line that finally, after decades, many mm. of my colleagues are involved in a decade of these uh, construction activities. So site itself also involves a lot of the sustainable consideration in between. And ESG as services is even more, together with our client, offering these services upfront as a holistic approach to set up the goals, for example, for LTA. It's not just individual projects on a particular elements to implement those more energy efficient solution. It's at a higher level, the governance level, to set a goal and roadmap and how to make it implementable. Mm. As you mentioned briefly earlier, you will be bringing your Fast Track City Hack Hackathon competition to Singapore. It's actually the next major city in your innovation series, following events in other places such as London and Hong Kong. So what can participants expect? They have to come up with all these ideas to move this forward even further into the future? Yes, very excited. It's actually just tomorrow we'll have the launching ceremony. And over the weekend, 2.5 days, the participant, which is around 70 participants that we shortlisted from over 200 applications and from very diverse backgrounds, they will come to our office and in this very short time with the mentorship providing from the industry experts to come up with the innovative uh, solutions that is digital-led and also ESG-driven to really help Singapore to become a more resilient, sustainable and livable future. Argun, if you had to look into the future, what do you see emerging as a primary trend in this arena? What are people in the field looking at and what can we see as users of spaces within a dense city like Singapore? I will see digital play a heavier and heavier role. It's kind of inevitable, especially for a space that with the resource constraint like Singapore. And that's also manifests a lot of potential. Because places like if you got a lot of resources, you don't need these uh, precise data, you don't need that productivity at these high level, high demand, high standard. While Singapore facing these constraints and pushing to digital at a much faster pace, it's actually also opened up. It's much more competitive when uh, Singapore stands in the world. Thanks very much for that, Argun. Argun Chuang, Digital Consulting Lead at ACOM. It's ACOM's Asia region. Thanks very much for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.